Well, greetings, fellow spider nerds from around the multiverse. Your friendly neighborhood spider host here, and with me as always, my stalwart companion, the amazing, spectacular Spider Chris. Today we have the pleasure of recording from Melbourne's own mecca of nerddom, Viera Comics. You are just in time for a giant-sized, double polybagged, chromium-covered variant edition of the Just Us Nerds podcast. Let's sit down, relax, and let's go! In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Just Us Nerds Podcast. Oh yeah. All right, so uh, we are we are here in, in magical Melbourne, Florida. That we are, you know, finally live. We're actually out in front of people instead of sitting in a comic book room. Are, are you suggesting that we weren't in all of those other places that we said we were recording from on the earlier podcasts, Chris? Because that's what it sounds like what you're saying. No, no, no. That's not it at all. That's all right. not it at all. All right. No. Uh, no, we're very excited. We're here at our good friends uh, with uh, Viera Comics, and they are having their celebration of all things Spider-Man. You need to come down and bring money. <laughs> I've said it before, I'll say it again, bring money. This is one of those moments where I really regret that we're a podcast because I wish that people could see everything that we're looking at right now. Um, you know, of course, we're going to put pictures up on the, the website. Um, I mean, we just, so many cool costumes here. Uh, you know, people just coming down for a good time just to celebrate kind of all, all, all things. things Spider-Man. All Spider-Man, things Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Ham, Spider-Whatever. Spider, spider yeah. Um, spider dog. Oh, Spider Hulk. Oh. I forgot about Spider. You uh, remember Spider Spider Hulk? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, so uh, you know we're going to be doing our usual show where we talk about uh, comics and movies and everything in between, but we're going to have a little more bent on the Spider Man stuff today. So, um, yeah. Why don't little, we give a little background? Well, I'm thinking also when I wrote this, if you need background on Spider Man and you're listening to this podcast, you, you really, really shouldn't be listening. Yeah, I don't know that we can help you anymore, but yeah. let's give it a try. All right. So uh, Spider Man's a character who was created in 1962 by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Excelsior! I, exactly. But you know, I've I've heard that there's a little bit of debate that Jack Kirby actually might have had a, a hand in the creation of mm -hmm. Spider Man too. So um, they just left his name out of it. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what happened there, but uh, okay. So he first appeared, Amazing Fantasy number fifteen, which is a beautiful wow. cover. It's a timeless cover. Um, it's actually one of my favorite suits because of the, the little web wings that he has. Yeah, yeah, I the love did, the under the arm Ditko wings. Yeah. Um, how much do you want to guess? Well, I'm going to ask you to guess, even though the an you probably just looked at the answer. Go ahead, go uh, ahead. Take a guess. How much do you think uh, an Amazing Fantasy fifteen would sell for now? Well, depends on the grade and depends on you know the. The holder, I guess, but I'd say, depending on where you get it, I've seen it sold for about three hundred thousand uh, dollars. Well, uh, <laughs> thanks, Chris. That, yep. was good. that was good. Uh, sure, that much, but I, I found online that actually one is sold for as much as one point one million dollars. Yeah. yeah, and it's probably bought by like Sebastian Bach. Right, or or I don't know, Steve Jobs or. Uh, Todd McFarlane, maybe. Yeah, um, who knows? So, uh, Spider-Man. Maybe it was Tom, you know, your friend from Facebook. My, I bet you it was Tom. It was probably gonna, Tom. I'll see if Tom will let me come over and look at his Amazing Fantasy 15. <laughs> um, so, I mean, everybody knows Spider-Man, right? I mean, he's, he's Marvel's flagship character. Right. Um, he, you know, really is kind of unique, though, in that he was one of the first heroes who had... Uh, you know, he he was a teenager who was not someone's sidekick. No, yeah, that was the thing. They created him to uh, kind of like the way that DC did with Robin, except like you said, he wasn't a sidekick. This is somebody that they could look at and go, "He's my age. He has my problems. He's just like me." Well, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because up until that point, really, most of the heroes were. Uh, didn't have any sort of angst, if you will. Oh, we have a Spider-Man creeping over and stealing uh, an assault <laughs> no, rifle. Punisher I don't know what that. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is all about. But just, that, just let him go. He's a lot stronger than you. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. Wow, that looks very. Now we have a black costume Spider-Man wielding. That makes more dual, sense. Dual though. wielding the uh, yeah, because the black that makes sense. He's a little, more he's little angry and angst. I should probably preface this that this is probably going to be one 
of the most wandering ADD episodes yeah, we have ever we had. Yeah, we apologize. Because, because we have, like, you know, stimuli. We have so much flashy things going on in front of us right now that Chris and I, uh, who are, are, are so distracted so easily. Giant squirrels. Anyway, uh, so go back where yeah. we were. So uh, He had we, angst. He had angst. But what do I call him? What do you call him? Mr. Guilty. He's Mr. Guilty, yeah. Everything, you know, it's always my fault. It's oh my always, god, I ate my family. So, uh, good good uh, zombie Spider-Man uh, uh, reference. Um, but, you know, unlike, you know, up until this point, um, you know, superheroes, they, their alter egos were, um, you know, billionaire playboys, uh, uh, successful news reporters, uh, test pilots, uh, even... Uh, crime scene techs. Crime scene techs. I mean, they had... these, these Kings were guys, of Atlantis. These were dudes with jobs. Right. And well, he's got a job. He's got a job, but he's a struggling photographer. So, I mean, he was one of yeah. the first superheroes whose alter ego was... Poor. But when you look at it, though, it's also one of the only uh, superheroes that kind of makes sense. He has a freelance job. It's not like he has to be there nine to five. He's got to be there when he can be there. And what's he doing? He's making money off of himself. It's it's convenient. I mean, it's definitely a job. But what I'm saying though is, it's probably the only job next to billionaire Bruce Wayne that it's actually legit. He could actually be a superhero and have that job. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you don't have yeah. to be there nine to five, and then all of a sudden, ah, oh, crap, Lex Luthor's going to break down a building. Hey, I got to go. I really have to poop. And then <laughs> he leaves. And then you take, like, a two-hour poop. You know? So we have the distinction of actually having with us a, a, a the female perspective uh, with us today. So we, we actually have Spider-Gen here with us today. So I wanted to, to ask her, I mean, did you, I know you, you like... I mean, you like nerd, nerdy things. You, you, you're more. I, my sense of you is you're more kind of. You like the Doctor Who. You like. Um, I'm. I'm just now getting into more of the comic book nerddom. So, did you even really? I mean, what was your exposure to to Spider-Man? Uh, is it was it fairly recent? I mean, did you grow up with Spider-Man? My brother uh, really liked Spider-Man when we were kids. He doesn't anymore. He's more of a Batman snob now. Um, but. Recently, I've gotten into reading uh, Spider Gwen and Silk. Oh, oh! You, if you could see this right now, Spider Gwen is giving Chris the hairy eyeball because Chris is like, "I'm sitting in between as these two talk." No, I'm not saying it. Ramp it up, woman. I'm sorry. I'm quiet. Yeah, you have to speak loud. There are a lot of people. We got to talk loud. Spider Gwen. You're talking about. Uh, you, you enjoy reading Spider Gwen and Silk. Yes, I. I've always loved Gwen Stacy. I've never been a Mary Jane fan at all. But that that's puzzling to me because if you if you really hadn't read much of Spider Man before, like how did you even know about Gwen Stacy and You you kinda always everyone has always seen the Spider Man movies where they portray Mary Jane a lot. And then through friends and everything I learned who Gwen Stacy was and the dynamic of Peter with Gwen is better than it was with Mary Jane, in my, my opinion. Okay. All right. You know, and what I think about what's cool is with, like, the, the Spider-Gwen series is they actually reversed the... Reversed it. They reversed they it. They reversed it. Basically... Turned it around. Um, you know, Spider-Man, or uh, Peter ends up dying, and it's due to Gwen. Whereas in our regular universe, oh, in the spider, yeah, right. the spider Gwen. In uh, our comic regular books. universe, you know, obviously Gwen has died due to Peter. Yeah. yeah so right. it's kind of neat to see that other dynamic and how somebody else would have handled the same situation. She's not exactly the the same. Do you? Uh, would you? I don't know if you if you're that familiar with like Peter Parker as Spider Man. They're, they're different. They're, they're very different. Like, Spider-Gwen, I don't... I, she's not, like... She's not Mrs. Guilty. No. You know, like, no, she's Parker not. Mr. Guilty. She's like... And this is how somebody else has dealt with this problem and looked and goes, okay, it sucks, but I gotta move on. I gotta keep doing... I have a job to do. Whereas Peter, you know, loathing and, you know, go, yeah. going to therapy and, you know... And she's in a band. Yeah, yeah she's right? in a band. It's the Mary Jane. That are called the Mary Janes. So you must hate... That part. I don't, I don't like that part. Is she like, like Gem and the Holograms? Like they're like Gem and the Holograms. Oh. Totally. She's a drummer. Well. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, 
got a <laughs> little off track. Like I said, this is probably going to be the most wandering ADHD episode. No, that, it was that, about Spider-Man. It is, it is about Spider-Man, but I, I would just one point I wanted to say, and I want your, both of your thoughts, but I would say Spider-Man probably has the argu- arguably the best rogues gallery, second maybe only to Batman. Oh, totally. I, I loved, that was the thing for me, like, growing up, I got the early 90s um, cartoon on Fox. And for me, yep, same here. learning about that rogues gallery was just so cool. And and each episode, you know, obviously would, would have them, but they're so colorful. They each have their own shtick. They're not the same guy. You know, it's multiple people. Um, and, and them having the ability to come together and they work together, which is kind of neat. Now, all right, you're a hardcore Batman fan, yeah. so i got to ask you the, the, the question, who has the better rogues gallery? Oh, Batman in a heartbeat. Batman in a heartbeat. Batman in a heartbeat, right. but at least Spider-Man would be a close second. I mean, you've got these powerhouses of, you know, uh, Rhino, Carnage, Venom, um, you know, the Scorpion, and then you've also got the diabolical people who use their brains you know you have kingpin he doesn't use his muscle much i mean he's mostly which is interesting i don't know if a lot of people know that about kingpin was that he originally started out as a spider-man villain and then he he was not always a daredevil but you have these people who would use their brains and not just their muscle yeah so but you'd have like mysterio um i I guess i'm trying to think he uses his brain you know it just like i said they they have these the vulture um, you know, people, like I said, who were smart, but then you also had your tanks. So it wasn't just, it was a good mixture of both. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, um, you know, we had a, a, a couple discussion questions that, you know, that I had prepared for us to talk about. And then, you know, we can maybe get, uh, we're gonna, oh, I agree. Are we going to try to bring Pete Yeah, let me go. Keep right. talking. So, um, you know, I had prepared a couple discussion questions. And so we were, we were going to have uh, Pete Pappas, who is the owner of Viera Comics, just kind of take part in uh, in the discussion. Um, so, hey, Pete. Hey. Thanks for up, being guys? on our podcast. Thanks for having oh, me. It's thanks awesome. for being here. Thanks for doing the show from here. No, no, no. no. It's our is, honor. It's, yeah, our, it's, it's our honor, sir. Yeah. Right. Uh, Pete is rocking an awesome uh, Punisher cosplay right now. I love this. We're, we're going to put uh, up on our uh, on our Facebook page. So I was starting some of our discussion questions about, you know, because today is Spider-Verse Day. Sure. First of all, let me ask you, what, what was there any particular um, way in which you arrived at the decision to do a Spider-Verse day at your well, store? Well, the shop is open uh, 10 months next week, and um, I came uh, back from uh, the winter break in January, and I realized that what people want are character events. You know, they always draw a lot of people in. So um, I started with one in March. I did uh, Meet Batman and Flash, and that was a huge success. We did no, Actually, the first one we did was Meet Deadpool. Oh, really? Yeah, in February, and that was crazy, you know, successful. And I just advertised it like three days before we did it. And I was like, all right, we're on to something here. And then, uh, Great. And then we... Um, did the the Batman Flash one, and then we had a few more. We did a Road to Civil War one, which was very successful. Oh, that's awesome! And um, you know, then I, I work with a, a guy named uh, Jason Burgos from Make Him Laugh Films, and um, he suggested that sp- anything Spider is very popular and, mm-hmm. and just is is just a huge draw. So he, he was a, the one that said, "Let's do a Spider Verse day." He's a popular character. He's yeah. the he's the Mickey Mouse right. of, uh, of of comic books. We were just saying. I mean. Would you agree Spider-Man would be probably one of the biggest, if not the flagship for Marvel? Oh, yeah, for sure. It was my first comic, too, when I grew up. So, five years old, and that's, you know, every little kid, my my three-year-old son aspires to be Spider-Man. It's his favorite, yeah. He's probably one of the the characters that, I mean, for for me... uh, while I would say I, I love Batman, Batman is mm-hmm. a, is sort of like a character I look up to. I would say Spider-Man is the mm-hmm. character I identify with. No, and I can the most. totally see that. Yeah, yeah. I am yeah. completely Spider-Man. There's well, nothing Batman like about I said, me at all. I, I, it's <laughs> funny because I I refer to Spider-Man as Mr. Guilty mm-hmm. because he's always you know he always feels terrible. You know, should I tell them my secret? Should Why I? Why is my Aunt May poor? It's my fault. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know we, we talked about it. So. 
that, that comes to our question is, yeah. you know, where did you first so encounter Spider-Man? I mean, you said... In your life. Yeah. Where in what, in what media form that you remember? Um, well, definitely the comic. And um, then uh, in the late 70s, there was a really cheesy uh, TV show. We were just, that's my first... That yeah. is my was first... Was it the live action? Yeah. The Nicholas yeah. Hammond? Yeah. That is the first uh, and, way I saw Spider-Man. And, and that's funny because up until about maybe a year ago, I had nothing but fond memories of it, and I and I loved it. And then I, I was on Facebook one day, and a YouTube video of that yeah, show popped yeah, up, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, cool! Let me watch it." And I'm watching it. I'm like, "This is something I enjoy." <laughs> what the hell was wrong with me? Yeah. Why did I like this? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like I said the same thing, and we realized, you know, he only has one web shooter. Yeah. He, you know, is climbing down this building, but you can obviously see the rigging that's it was, holding. It was him terrible. Oh. Yeah. How far we've come, though, right? You compare that side by side now with you got Tom Holland doing backflips and some yeah. sure. and telling him how cool the metal arm looks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, well, I think for for me, I my first encounter with Spider-Man was probably on the reruns of the 1970 cartoon, mm -hmm. oh. that, where the song came from. You know, Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man, and he was with. Uh who else was on on the team with him? It was no. That was the yeah. That was the eighties. That was, was that Fire, the 80s? Firestar and well, Iceman. Yes, that was, that was the eighties. Spider-Man yes. and his amazing friends, which was ah, yeah. oh, to that. See, yeah. Okay. So so that was my first exposure. But I'd say my first encounter with him in the comic books was actually in a Transformers comic book. It was Transformers issue three. It was Spider-Man teaming up with the Autobots oh, to take on the Decepticons, and I remember, the, yes, and there was this awesome panel in it where it was just, it was like Spider-Man and just one Autobot, and they were trying to infiltrate the Decepticon base, right? And they come across Megatron, and Meg and, and then Spider-Man does like this, like whirls around him and tries to like get them all webbed up, which of course so he does like that old movie, and like in yeah, yeah, exactly, full full circle, yeah. But of course, he can't hold Megatron. But anyway, this is the one, like the one and only time. I think Spider-Man ever crossed over with the Transformers in the original. And it's funny, I moved on from that comic book, I stayed with Transformers, and I never really came back to Spider-Man until years later. What, what about you, Chris? Because I know you're much later. Well, like I said, for me, the, the first appearance my dad had, um, it was, wasn't even a laser disc, it was like a giant floppy disc, and it was of the 70s Spider-Man show. Nicholas Hammond, And yeah. of the Nicholas Hammond. I remember as a kid, I'm like... I gotta watch this you know my dad's like you wanna see something cool and he puts it in and I was just mesmerized I remember sitting in front of the TV and I'm just watching the entire thing well it's like you know, you look at the characters from, like, you know, The Incredible Hulk. I thought The Incredible Hulk was, like, the greatest show ever. And they had Daredevil, and then they had Thor and all yeah. that. And you look at them now, and you're laughing at them. And they had an Iron Man, too. But was, they did not. Yeah, he was basically a walking, you know... Tin uh, can. Tin, yeah, he was, oh my God. he was like a hot water heater with yeah. arms and legs. Yeah. It was bad. It was it the was, Tin Man from Wizard oh, of Oz. It was, it was terrible. But this Spider-Man, I loved it. And he didn't have any of the rogues gallery. You know, no, you just... know, you always hope. Like the closest I think we ever got yeah, to a supervillain on that show, because I watched reruns yeah, of that show too. Was I think there was one where he had gone to China, mm -hmm. and he had to fight ninjas. And that probably had to be like the most expensive set piece they had for that show because you actually had Spider-Man like on the ceiling, like fighting like upside down nice. ninjas. It was like the closest we got to actually seeing him have a super villain battle. Was so there, was there ever a Mysterio encounter? I can't remember. <gasps> they had no, from what no, I no, our luck could be a guy with a fishbowl. No, there it is, walking around. Yeah, that's they, what I'm thinking. Virtually none of the rogues gallery. I okay. mean, his his the bad guys were always just stuffy guys and okay. old men and. Yeah. suits and stuff like that. Yeah. Pete, and I know you can't stay with us necessarily for the whole podcast, so whenever you have to, yeah, to take, take off, yeah, please, yeah, please feel, feel free but to. But I think afterwards for me was the 90s cartoon that, that Fox had put out when they had redone basically the series. They kind of energized it. I mean, for a while, people were like, yeah, Spider-Man's okay. You know, I mean, true comic book fans are always going to be there. But then they brought in this new population, if you will, and these kids and Spider-Man just blew yeah. Up. You that, I, you, I remember it was. I think you and I are probably close to the same age. I'm yeah. 30, 37. So we're 43. All right. Okay. So we're, close we're, enough. We're, now we're, so um, that was part of that power block on Fox yeah. in the morning. You remember you had the tick. And the you had Spider Man. You had X Men. Oh yeah. Good luck getting that out of your head. Yeah. But, uh, but that, like like I said, it re-energized this series, and all of a sudden it made me interested and made me actually give a crap. But then they also gave other Marvel 
you know, uh, you had Iron, you had well, you had Iron Man on that cartoon, that, and then he got a spinoff and got his own show. Daredevil was on that show. Punisher, Punisher was we on had, that we show. Had Punisher. Um, they had Ghost Rider. They had. I, I mean, remember. I I so. Are there any kids in here? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I lost my shit when they had the episode of <laughs> Spider Man where he crosses over with the X Men. Do you remember yes, that yeah, one? Yeah. I yes. was like, oh my god, they're cool. doing the crossover, and then they had this awesome. It was like a. It was a fight between Spider Man, Wolverine, and Hobgoblin was there. Yeah. Pumpkin bombs. See, the, I mean, oh, it was, it was, but it re-energized it and made me like. I remember them putting out the action figures and me going like every week. I was allowed to get one thing, you know, every other week, and I, it was a Spider-Man thing. I, I had to have something of of that Spider-Verse. I loved the way that they did it, and they were so close to the comics too. They kept things accurate. The the whole um, black costume, the whole Venom suit thing, which I, we'll, we'll get into in a little bit later because we're going to talk about you know favorite villains. Um, they did the whole black suit saga um, they really did well. That. They did uh, the Hobgoblin series. It was basically the, it, the war series, but it was the same guy. It, it was, but you know, it was, it was weird. If you're familiar with Spider-Man, you know that there's sort of a sequence of, of villains. The Green Goblin came first, mm-hmm. and then and then later on the, came the Hobgoblin. Sure. On the cartoon, they did it. They did it backwards. I don't know why. It was the Hobgoblin was first, and then they had the Green Goblin. So uh. that was that was a little weird. Uh, did any of you guys ever play video games, Spider-Man oh, yeah. video games? Yeah. The Sega Spider-Man. I right? Lo- and you'd run out of web, and you had to go and get more crates of web. I remember that just pissing me off more than anything. But then, you re- wasn't that cool how you could take pictures of yourself you and sell to. them to the Bugle yeah, you had and to. buy more web fluid yeah. that way? That was, that was probably one of the first video games. But did you guys ever play the arcade the Spider-Man, the arcade game. It was like a versus with other. Guys. No, no, it was like a side-scrolling, like beat 'em up. Like so, you were like, yeah, kind was, of like, like, uh, old, like uh, double dragon, double dragon yeah. kind of like double oh, dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so cool. It would yeah. like zoom in and zoom out, um, in like the the camera would like zoom in and zoom oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I you could play that. as like Spider-Man, Hawkeye. Uh, Black Cat, uh, yeah. and Namer. I'm not sure yes. how Namer kind of like fits into no, the whole... No, I, I totally remember it because I remember going, I'm picking Namer. No one likes that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no I one likes you. You're I told some you. dude in a Speedo. I'm the guy, I told you, like a lot of the people that I, the characters that I love, it's because a lot of it is nobody likes them. You know, <laughs> I look at them like, I feel bad for them, but you know I what? like them. It strikes me just now that you're two, the two Marvel characters that you really like that no one likes are both characters that are from the sea, because you also really love Aquaman. Yeah. And that's also yeah. a character that no one really likes un- un- until now, so that, that's Yeah, he's a having weird. a big resurgence. Yeah, now. we're so happy about that. I'm not that. sure what that means. So, okay, um, favorite villain. You have a, you, you have a favorite, favorite villain? <sighs> and, we're, and we're sticking with the spider? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. sticking with spider um, I I think my favorite Spider-Man villain would probably be Carnage, just because uh, I like Venom, but I just I thought Carnage was Venom insane. Yeah. Okay, he's sort of like the Joker yeah. almost. He's like the Marvel's Joker. I I think almost visually. Yeah. Too, he's kind of long, thin. The only difference is, I mean, he's got red hair, and the, the yeah. Joker's got green hair. I think for artists, it's probably more fun to draw Carnage. Just seems like he's a little crazier and very kinetic yeah. kind of character. If you see artist renderings, there's usually all these kind of tendrils, just right. kind of crazy yeah. going going everywhere. Um, one of my favorite uh, Marvel select figures is the I don't know if you carry it in here but the, or have seen it but the, the Carnage mm-hmm. figure yeah. uh, is really great because it comes with all these tendril attachments right. and all of these like now I don't know if you guys have seen this or not but they they were just talking about this and it's um, uh, Michael Mando who's, who's known for Better Call Saul he just got a role in Spider-Man Homecoming Everybody is speculating that he's going to be Cletus Cassidy. I've heard about that. He's an incredible actor. Yeah, and I think he can fit that role to where, you know, he can have that insane breaks where he just kind of loses his mind and, you know, will just kind of wreak havoc. So what about you? Who's going to be your favorite villain? Well, uh, my favorite villain has got to be Venom. Uh, I, I just I think visually I'm a big fan of the black costume yeah. so I just think visually Venom just looks cool uh, my favorite color is black and I just you know I, I just think he's he's just a really interesting character in, in that you know other characters other villains like Dr. Octopus and Mysterio and all these other guys they're only Spider-Man's opponent because Spider-Man is in their way but Venom his whole venom, as he originally was conceived of, the Eddie Brock venom, his whole reason for existing was he hated Spider-Man. His whole mission was to kill Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And before we had all this 
business now where everyone knows Spider-Man's identity, he was also the only villain who knew who Spider-Man yeah. really was. And that was so cool because it made him so dangerous. Yeah, he'd, he'd do the ominous Parker. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and uh, in some of the uh, great issues, like drawn by Eric Larson, um, uh, back old old school Amazing Spider-Man. I remember one panel where, uh, you know, Peter is at home at his aunt May's house, and he's just thinking to himself, like, you know, Venom's out there somewhere, but Mr. where? Guilty. And but and meanwhile, while he's thinking that, Venom's right outside, like like literally cl- like creepy, just like clinging Hanging to the, the wall. And that's the other thing with Venom. Um, he doesn't trigger Spider-Man Spider-Sense, another thing that makes him so cool. dangerous. Yeah. All right. Um, with a, I'll just say with a, a close second being Kraven the Hunter. Um, what, about, what about you, Chris? Favorite, favorite Spider-Villain? I got to go with the classic villain. I think that Green Goblin has got to be my all-time favorite. I love the Goblin. I But I love... The... We talking Willem Dafoe Goblin? No, no, we're not. We're not like, talking hockey no, mask villain. Not not hockey mask. No, goblin. honestly, from the '90s cartoon where he's got that high pitched voice. Yeah, really I am the Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I loved that. Him throwing the pumpkin bombs, you know. But he was also the person who found what Peter loved, and what did he do? He exploited it. And he would also, yeah, tossed it off a bridge. He tossed it off a bridge. He took that blonde and tossed her off a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Can we? I don't know. There's a bumper sticker in there, a T-shirt. He took that blonde Blonde and tossed tossed it off a bridge. bridge. Um, uh, Speaking of Gwen, uh, (laughs) Jen, uh, favorite? uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, if you do, you have maybe a favorite villain from the Spider Gwen comics? I've I've always loved Venom from. Spider-Man. He's What's my up? favorite. High five. <laughs> ah. <Up top. laughs> um, what, what, I mean, same reasons? Or do you have different... Uh, what, what? Pretty much the same reasons. I I honestly didn't like the craziness of Carnage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for me, um, I, I... Do you honestly know why they... I, I mean, I, I'll tell you why they created Carnage. Um, around, they needed to sell action figures. They needed to sell action figures, but also around the 1990s, Venom was such a popular character that then they, they turn him into a hero they turn into him into the, this is the eddie brock yeah maybe we should take a minute to say venom is a character that has gone through so many evolutions mm. and, and changes yeah uh, really in in my opinion a, a good example of what i'm saying the comic book industry needs to do to save comic books which is let your characters evolve mm-hmm. so like uh venom now, uh, the original Venom at his inception was a disgruntled reporter named Eddie Brock. Who was, was being underhanded by Peter all the time, who he felt anyway. He, yeah, yeah, he felt Peter was, was screwing him. And and so he uh, he comes into contact with the, the alien symbiote. Uh, this, this ble- so who Spider- came off of a spaceship. Yeah, so, so Spider-Man, in, in, in the comic book, Spider-Man goes to this alien planet during this big superhero battle... He acquires what he thinks... This was during Secret Wars. This was during Secret Wars. He acquires what he thinks is this futuristic uh, suit that responds to his mental commands. Well, it turns out that it wasn't a, a, a machine. It was actually a living thing. It's got a mind of its thing own. ...that uh, attached itself to him. So They call it a symbiote. They called, called it a symbiote. Um, fun fact, the difference between a symbiote and a parasite is that a parasite lives off of the host and drains it, whereas a symbiote actually lives in harmony with the host. So we have many animals in nature that have exist with symbiotic relationships. Much like, uh, you know how sharks have those little fish that cling onto yeah. them and kind of clean them up? They have a symbiotic relationship. And knowing is half the battle, kids. G.I. Joe. <laughs> okay. So uh, so anyway, he, he learns that maybe if Peter Parker had, you know, bothered to look up the definition of symbiosis, he wouldn't have, you know, freaked out. And well, the problem was the also it was making him, his, his emotions change. It was making him angrier. It was uh, making him... More aggressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, tapping into... He was trying to... Like, Rhino, he, I mean, he picks up this big, giant truck, and he tries to kill he was gonna, Rhino. He's going to kill him, but yeah. I love when Spider-Man gets, like, really angry. You, you like, dark her, Spider-Man. Her Actually, favorite... Th- my, her my favorite, favorite panel. Panel is... It, I hate to say it when Gwen Stacy dies, because he goes crazy. Oh, uh, when uh, after uh, after she dies and uh, by, by the Green Goblin. Yes. Oh, we got someone dressed we up. We got a silk. silk. Oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. Um, 
Yeah, you, you, where you get to see, you know, Spider-Man does have this sort of, uh, you know, we talk about how he's Mr. Guilty and he's just, he's very neurotic, but so you get a sense that he has really all of this anger that's yeah. sort of repressed and then something will happen and it just flicks flicks a switch and, and that anger gets let out. Do you out. think he does like kind of the same thing that Superman does where Superman, like remember the whole thing with, with uh, Darkseid? Where he's like, you know, my entire life I've had to hold back. My entire life I've, you know, I think for so. fear of doing that. And do you think he's not allowing himself to go full potential for his strength and everything like that for fear that he's going to kill someone? He he, he must. I mean, uh, you know, to paraphrase uh, Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder, you know, never go full spider. Yeah. Never go full spider. <laughs> I mean, if you if you look in the comic books, I mean, he's, he's hitting people. Uh, you know, he's hitting just regular dudes. He's not even hitting, you know, super... Guy's wearing a fishbowl on his head and he's and, punching him in the mouth. And and you have to figure if if, he, if Spider-Man is as strong as, you know, as he's portrayed in the comic books, if he were hitting regular guys full force, he would be killing them. So, yeah, I think I think definitely he, he must be holding back. Death Spider. Death Spider, yeah. Right. So, I mean, getting back to the, the point uh, about, you know, kind of the whole uh, Venom history... Uh, yeah, the suit was making Peter more aggressive, and so he decided to get he rid of it. He didn't like it. He didn't like it, so he decided to get rid of it. And so then Eddie Brock, this journalist, comes across the suit, and the two of them join up together and become Venom. This because they have one thing in common: they both hate Peter. But but the interesting thing was, yeah, they both. Uh, well, I think in what the I'm cartoon, saying, though, the symbiote already hates him because it's already no, no, gotten rid of him. No, you're absolutely right. What I was going to say that I thought was kind of cool was the suit knew who Spider-Man was and hated Peter yeah. uh, and Eddie Brock hated Peter but without knowing that he was Spider-Man so I think it was like the suit hated Peter and Spider-Man and then the suit was like hey Psst. guess what <laughs> so do you think it was Tobey hey, Maguire you know that guy yeah. hey you know that Peter Parker he's also Spider-Man <laughs> I think you and I should get together and kill him what do you say that's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so then so he becomes Venom, who is like uh, Spider-Man's opposite number, basically. But then over the years, we've seen changes, right? Um, uh, Eddie Brock becomes kind of remorseful about everything. Can, well, we, no, can we tell my favorite storyline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. There's a storyline, actually, where Eddie Brock gets cancer. And he's dying of cancer. And what does he do? He sells the spider suit to the highest bidder so that he can pay his oncology bill. That's right. He did. Well, well, and, and, but not only that, um, it was so funny. They actually, I think they made an allusion to, I know exactly the comic book you're talking uh, I about. I love that. Uh, I'm going to go ultra nerd for you on a minute. So let me put on, my, me. me put on my glasses for a minute so I can go ultra nerd. Um, it was actually in the Marvel Knights Spider-Man uh, where Eddie Brock auctions off his uh, Venom suit uh and there is a reference to him seeing a Mel Gibson movie. And if you remember, uh, this was around the same time that Passion of the Christ was out. So I believe it was a direct, uh, a direct literary uh, allusion to that movie. Thank yeah. you. Nerd glasses coming up. Okay. <laughs> wow, so, that's enough. Yeah, right. Um, so, um, so yeah, characters gone through so many evolutions. There's been different people wearing a suit, and 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 so now uh, Venom is 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 now worn by Flash Thompson. Yeah. The, the the suit's worn by Flash Thompson, but and now he's like a, he's but, in space. But now kind of the opposite thing though. Like Flash is a, you know, kind of a groupie of Spider-Man, if you will. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, he, yeah. He loves Spider-Man, and he that's why he does it. He's like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. I want to do. I want to help. I think that was the most ironic thing too that. Flash Thompson used to pick on, on Peter, Peter Parker, and but he loves Spider-Man. Looked up to his alter ego. Yeah, I mean, uh, so so ironic. So, um, okay, so we talked about uh, you know favorite uh, Spider villains, um, favorite Spider costume. Uh, I've, I think I've Ooh. already mentioned. I mean, the black costume is my favorite. Um, For me, I want to say honestly, the original. Like I said, I love the Ditka wings. I love that classic. You say Ditka. Like Mike Ditka? It's not Ditka. It's not Ditka. Ditko. Bears? No, not Bears. Not the Bears? Not, no. Not bears. Okay. All right. So, but I love the Ditko wings. I, I love that look. Mm, yeah. But they're actually talking about putting them into Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, and you, that you mentioned wings, that to me earlier. But he's only going to use them when he needs them, so they're not going to be there all the time. They kind of do sort of like a flying squirrel thing, yeah, right? They, yeah. like, allow him to glide for short Which he kind of needs. Periods. Now, here's the other thing, too, that, you know... It also depends on your variant of Spider-Man. Some Spider-Man, he creates his own web. Some Spider-Man, he has a machine that does it. I mean... I remember that was very controversial when the... Uh, oh. Tobey Maguire, when the Sam Raimi Spider-Man yeah. came out and he was using organic webbing. He was webbing. organic. And, but I always... One of my, it's really dumb, but one of my favorite panels, him whipping along, and then all of a sudden he goes, uh-oh. 
and he runs out, and he's got to yeah. change his cartridge as fast as he can because he's gonna basically go split. That, that was always kind of a cool, like, little thing they could put into the story. Is Make, like, it shows he, that he's kind of still human. Yeah, yeah, and and the whole, again, I'll, I'll come back. He is the got no Green Lantern. No, it's exactly. He is. I mean, he is the poor man's. He's the poor man's superhero. And so, you know, you never see Batman. You know, he's you know fighting the Joker. Oh crap! <laughs> oh. Shit, I'm out of battery. I'm out. You, you never see that happen, but with Spider-Man, I mean, I love it. It's like, you know, th- this guy has real-world problems. Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, man, i, I got to choose between paying my rent and, and buying spider fluid. Right. Um, all right, so uh, Spider-Gwen, you got a, you got a favorite... Uh, costume is it? Is it the Spider Gwen costume, or do you have a? Um... I, I actually love the silk costume. You love the? Uh, yeah, it is pretty cool. It's, it's sort of a ninja. It's, it's yeah, like sort of a yeah. Sp- Spider Woman meets ninja sort of costume. Kind of an orphan. So silk, uh, are you? I mean, you read silk. Can you give like a little bit of background on her, just um, for people that aren't familiar with the character? So the silk comic that I'm reading is the newer one. She doesn't have the long hair anymore. She's got kind of the bob. Um, she. I don't really know too much of the background, I'm sorry, but... No, 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 that's fine. She was living alone in a a bunker, and she finally escapes the bunker and is trying to find her parents and her brother. Her brother has been taken in by Goblin Nation. Ooh, yeah, that's like Uh, a cult. That's like a cult that that worships the the Green Goblin. And they're giving um, this drug to these kids to turn them into, like, these kind of goblin creatures okay her brother went in there and she's working for shield and double crossing black cat okay so she she, she's working for black she's working for black cat she's a double agent oh that's cool um because shield is helping her find her brother and her parents so she finds her brother he's in hospital trying to reacclimate but he doesn't know what happened to the parents either Okay, you're more up to date on this than I am because I didn't even realize that Silk had any any relatives. Yeah. Um, and and I can tell you, I'll, I'll give you an assist there. Um, Silk was locked in that vault kind of for her safety by Ezekiel. So Ezekiel. Hey, yeah, I was gonna say, do you want me to read it to you? Is, yeah, help help us with the Wikipedia there, buddy. All right. So Wikipedia says, 13 years ago during a demonstration, the use of radioactive rays. At a science exhibit, a spider accidentally exposed to the radiation and absorbed large amounts of it. This sounds familiar. We've heard this somewhere before. In its dying moments, the arachnid bit nearest living thing to it, Peter Parker. As a result, a young teenager would gain amazing powers and become the amazing Spider-Man. However, this was not the end. As mere moments after biting Parker, the spider bites another student by the name of Cindy Moon. That spider was bite crazy, man. He wanted to bite something. Soon after, Cindy's abilities manifested, but she was unable to control them. Sometime later, Ezekiel would approach the Moon family and offer his help and guide Cindy in controlling her newfound abilities. After six years since getting bit and training to use her powers, Cindy is locked up inside a facility by Ezekiel to protect her from the other spiders from Morloon and his family called the Inheritors. And, and that's, I mean, there's so much we could go into yeah. there. Maybe a little bit later we can talk about who Ezekiel is and who... Uh, we already know who Morloon is. Morlun. We talked a little bit about Morloon. Uh, if you want to learn more about Morloon, go back to, like, episode, like, two or three or yeah, something. Yeah. You know what? Just go back and listen to all of our podcasts because, quite frankly, they're all awesome. <laughs> they're, so, re- they're the best podcast so, ever, so, anywhere, so ever. That. Oh, we got some little superheroes walking oh, by. Look at that. Awesome. Oh, awesome. What do you got America. there? We got, we got Iron Man. Man. I feel awesome! Like I'm awesome! I'm wearing our shirt. I know, right? So I'm, I'm gonna in a minute. I'm gonna shed the uh, yeah. Justice Nerds and go. go yeah, our go, official go, go Justice full, Nerd shirts. Go, go full spider. Yeah, we are. We are rocking the regalia That's today. That's it. Um, all right. So, uh, favorite uh, costume. All right. Favorite Spider Girlfriend. Well, Spider Gwen. I think we already know what your vote is. It's clearly Mary Jane Watson, right? Yeah. That's your your favorite Spider Girlfriend. I feel like she's just the typical damsel in distress. And Gwen Stacy. I mean. Even in the movie, she tried to do something. She's smart. I, I will agree with you. Um, I will say that there is a difference from how uh, the character, how these characters have been portrayed in the comic books, books uh, versus the movies. Plus, they they really tweaked the characters a lot over the years. Um, I think a lot of the things that I, I'm a little bit older than you, so I, I can tell you that I, I think a lot of the things that you like about Gwen. Are probably more how she's been represented in the Andrew Garfield movies, yeah. 
the things you don't like about Mary Jane was actually more. That was out, a Gwen. That was start Gwen. out. Yeah. That was Gwen in a heartbeat. Gwen was this kind of like you know. Fa, la 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 la. Her dad was a cop. Yeah, and yeah. He didn't like Spider Man. Yeah. And... Um. So so, but you know, I mean, these characters change with time, definitely. Um. So uh, how about how about you, Chris? You actually, me, I'm a Black Cat fan. Yeah. I love, he was that 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 dancing yeah. tea. Yeah, yeah cool likes black cat. Up. We're getting the thumbs up from cool. So for me, she was that that the unattainable. That was the one where Peter's like, no way, this girl <laughs> thinks I'm sexy. Yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. And interesting fact about her too. A lot of people think she's a Catwoman no. ripoff. Marvel did it first. Marvel did it for Black Cat precedes Catwoman actually. Well, see, take that. But, but for me, I, I find that, you know, Black Cat was that, um, you know, but she also knew he was a hero, but she was like, hey, you know, like they'd be together or something like that. And she goes, you want to go out? And he's like, yeah. And then they'd go and, and you know, fight crime together and be able but to. But then they'd go hang out afterwards. Yeah, go yeah. for pizza or whatever. You know, the interesting thing, though, about her, I don't know if you've, if you've read some of the older comics about Black Cat, but she was attracted to the alter ego, but didn't like the regular dude. So she was the Eddie Brock. Kind of. I mean, no, she was, she, she liked, so, so she was, you know, she liked the, the mystery of Spider-Man. She did not like the reality of Peter Parker. That's why she left. It, it was kind of like, I don't know, take a, take a guy that like you, who, Jen, who's a, who's a Hollywood actor that you find like really, really attractive. Or, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. Okay. So it would be like if, if you got to go out on a date with Gerard Butler, uh, sorry, Chris, yeah. uh, and then you meet him and then you find out like, he's just like, oh, like just this goober, like I don't know, shows up and like flip flops. Excuse, excuse me, excuse me. I think he's kind of a poor choice for this example because I like him. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, doesn't matter. There doesn't Gerard matter. Gerard Butler can do no wrong. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. He's, All right. he's pretty. All right, he's pretty. So she would just look at him and go, "Don't, don't talk. <laughs> don't talk. <laughs> just, just don't, don't talk, Gerard." Um, oh, we got here. We got Silk coming by oh, right awesome. over here. That is an awesome costume. Spider Gwen, could I trouble you to maybe snap a few pictures? Thank you so much. Um, all right. So for for me, uh, it's really uh, it's kind of a tie. It's a toss up between Mary Jane and and Black Cat. See, Mary Jane for me was that is his girl. I mean, that is the lowest lane. That is the lowest lane to to Spider Man. So she 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 is and. Um, I think that uh, you know, for for me, it's it's like there's no there was no future with with Black Cat. Like Black Cat's the girl that you take out on a Saturday night. She's not the one you bring she's home just to mom. For, she was just for fun. You, she's not the one you bring home to mom. No. Nope. Um, and I love some of the things that they that Straczynski did between Mary Jane and and Peter in his run, and really kind of you know making them have this great friendship, this great partnership. Uh, She's a character that's gone through so many changes. I mean, she started out in, in like, the 1970s when she first appeared uh, being this very ultra-feminist kind of character. And then the 1990s happened. And then we had Todd McFarlane get a hold of her. Yeah. And then he totally, like, I'm sorry, there's no other way to put it. We've got children here, so I'm just going to say... Just made her more of like the supermodel, just yeah. sort of vacuous, like uh, eye candy. Eye candy, exactly. But then, Str- thank you, Spider Gwen. Um, then you know, Straczynski got a hold of her, and then she really turned her more into like a serious actress. And and so you know, for me, I think that my my favorite, uh, it's it's going to be Mary Jane, but it's not by you know. By a little bit of a margin, I'd say over Black Cat. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So, uh, favorite Spider-Man stories. Um, Ooh, I know I, mine. I, I have a bunch that I have I know on mine. here. I mean, um, Jen, have you? I mean, have you read much of any any Spider-Man at all? I'm starting to read a little bit more, but I sit behind preference. Okay. No. 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 That's that's fine. Um, go ahead. Why don't you? Say, so, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go with I'll go with mine first, and maybe when Pete comes back over, we can ask him uh, kind of what what his favorite story is. Um, I would say, um, you know, while while Venom is my favorite 
villain. Uh, I have to say that my favorite story involves the second place recipient, and that is Craven. Uh, there's a there's a fantastic story called uh, Cra- uh, Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, this is this is just an awesome story. And and if if you haven't read it, Jen, Chris, if you haven't read it, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually available on my Comicsology. So for those of you on the podcast that have access to my Comicsology, I would say go ahead and read it. Um, so th- this is uh, this takes place in Web of Spider-Man issues 31 to 32, Amazing Spider-Man issues 293 to 294, and then Spectacular Spider-Man uh, issues 131 to 132. It was written by J.M. DeMattis. Um, some of you that are familiar with him know that he's written some really great stuff for DC. He's written the um, uh, I Can't Believe It's Not the Justice League. Uh, ju- it's, it's kind of like his kind of comedic take on the, on the oh, Justice yeah, League. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, so it was written by J.M. DeMattis and drawn by Mike Zeck. And uh, it's really what makes the story cool is that, you know, Craven the Hunter had always been, I think, kind of a joke. Yeah, as no, a villain. He, he really was. I mean, people just looked at him and was like, so he's a guy with a. In a loincloth, who, who can basically. hunt people. And, and he would, but the thing is, he would always get the crap kicked out of him by, by Spider Man. He was always defeated, and he would always. He, he was always portraying himself as this great hunter. And so he wanted to hunt Spider Man because Spider Man, in his mind, was kind of the most dangerous human to, to hunt. Um. And, and so in this story, uh, we have, you know, uh, so I'm talking directly to, to, to Jen now. Just just for you, those, those, those at home, she's staring at me blankly like, why are you looking at me? <laughs> um, after all of these years of defeat, he decides that, no, he's, he's done. He is going to uh, show that he is the superior to Spider-Man in every way. I'm not going to give away the story to you for those of you that have not read it. But uh, I just think Craven's Last Hunt, it has one of the distinctions where it's a story where the bad guy actually wins. He actually achieves his objective. And the way that they do it is in a, in a really cool way. All right. So, Peter, what we're talking about is what is your favorite Spider-Man run comic-wise? What do you think is your favorite story? Art-wise, um, anything with McFarlane. Okay. Um, but my favorite run and the most heartbreaking one was the One More Day. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, when um, Mephisto, they made a deal to save Aunt May, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, I'm fami- I'm not. Gonna, there's kids oh. present, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm not gonna I didn't like it, but I liked everything up until the end. Yeah, you know, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was very heartbreaking. Jay's got a problem because they just dissolve the marriage and we're like, yeah, this is how you get rid of it. You know, yeah, oh, just, yeah. That's I, I. I did not like that at all. I thought it was crazy. I mean, how do you just destroy all that? You know. What do you think about the idea? Because this is something we've talked about on the podcast before, which is um, that comic book companies feel that you. Things like marriage and children and things that growing age up. the characters are, yeah, growing up are a hindrance mm-hmm. to the the character. What do you what do you think about that? Well, I think they want to show them. They want to make every character relatable. So, basically, the people that have functioning jobs and functioning families and are good parents are boring. So, <laughs> I, so <laughs> you know, you got a point there. It's like you, you can't be a superhero and be a good dad, right? Uh, yeah, most superheroes aren't good. They're horrible dads. fathers. Yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, they're terrible yeah. fathers. I mean, just look at uh, Bruce Wayne and uh, Damien. Damien. Like, yeah. he didn't even know he was alive until, like, I don't know, that 11 wasn't years? His, that wasn't his fault. Hey, listen, if he were a good father, he would have known. Right. Where's all that... Uh, you coming into being. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, I'm sorry, Pete, we're interrupting you. So, you, so one of the... It, the One more day, that really, that moved you. Yeah. Uh, it moved me just because I, I liked the marriage. I liked them together. And um, I... I was upset that they they just got rid of them, but I just thought the idea of the story was good, you know. And I and I who was writing it? Straczynski at the time. Straczynski. Yeah. One I, of my favorite. I love yeah. the Straczynski run yeah. on, on Spider Man. He, he's one of my favorite writers. He did a, a just not to get too far off. He did something that really nobody read. Rising Stars. I've heard of day. it. Yeah. yeah no, it's go one ahead of and my, talk about it because uh, we don't have to just talk yeah, about no, Spider Man today. Talk about that, that was a great story. Um, he did Babylon Five right before that. I think he was writing Babylon Five. Yeah, he's written for t- for television. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And um, then he did this story. It was an indie comic. I, I want to say it was Image or one of those guys but uh, anyhow it was about um, a meteor that that fell over the United States and it uh, infected about 103 people they were called the specials and they were all babies at the time and they um, 
the government took them in. They raised them because um, they knew they had they special powers. Little, yeah. yeah. So um, they still had like saw their families. It's not like they like like cordoned them off and like kind of like, reminds me a little bit of Supreme. Yeah. Which which J- uh, Straczynski also wrote. Right. I don't know if you're familiar. I, with... I, I I know of it, but I didn't. It's a flight read of the it. Navigator situation. But, kind of. Yeah. But they, they actually made the show Heroes based off Rising Stars. Oh. But, oh okay. But R- Rising Stars was incredible. So basically, it showed these 103 people grow up, and it showed them even though they were all in the same environment just showed that you can't control people's genetics and DNA and, and their their destiny. And some of them went bad and some of them went good. Oh, that's really awesome. And um, that was the story. It, was, it, it took place over the course of like 100 years. But well, well, since you like the Straczynski run, that was actually one of the things on my list. So maybe if, since you're here with us for a minute. Um, I, see, the thing I liked about Straczynski's run is that uh, it, he wasn't afraid to advance the character. Mm-hmm. One of the we did on one of our earlier podcasts. I was talking about a we had a segment where I was talking about how to save comic books, and because I, I think, from my opinion, I think comic book stories are in danger, particularly super, specifically superhero stories, are in danger of becoming stale mm-hmm. because it, a, a lot of times we see that we're retreading the same ground over and over again. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about Straczynski was that uh, he wasn't afraid to advance Peter's story. Like he he had. Ezekiel. Right? Was he Ezekiel? Ezekiel, yeah, yeah. He was the. So we mentioned Ezekiel yeah, earlier. Mm-hmm. Silk. Um, he was the uh, basically offered the introduction of this character Ezekiel. He was proposing to Peter that maybe his powers didn't come from science. Exactly. That maybe his powers came from about mi- mysticism. Yeah. 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 And he and he was just scratching the surface of his powers. He was right. more spider than man than he realized. Okay. Yeah, Let me ask this yeah. question. I want to see how you feel about it. Do you feel? that Spider-Man kind of has the same guidelines like Superman where he's got to hold back. Like we were just saying, it's kind of like, remember how um, finally Superman is fighting Darkseid and he looks at him and he says to him, he goes, you know, my entire life I've had to hold back, but you, you big boy, I don't have to hold back. Mm-hmm. Do you think Spider-Man kind of has to do the same thing? I mean, I, I don't think it's on that same level. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't hold back. I mean, because yeah. when we think about it, when he's punching somebody, he's punching these normal guys in the face. Yeah. And we're like, you know, oh, he's definitely holding back on those. He's got to hold yeah. back a little on, bit on the, because the otherwise, and criminals. you know, he's yeah. killing everybody. Right. It's funny because um, Spider-Man and Batman and like Green Arrow. Those are pretty pretty much the only guys that we see like uh, fighting the like the thugs and criminals, the petty thieves and yeah, stuff. Right. Everybody else is fighting gods and monsters. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Or rogues galleries. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. absolutely. Well, that actually comes to my favorite comic run, and, and what that is is Gang War. Yeah, I absolutely love the series Gang War. Available on Comicsology. Yes, it is. <laughs> but it, it what it is it's. The city's getting worse. There, there are gangs forming. They are trying to kill each other, and everybody who gets in the way gets mowed down. Because, because uh, Kingpin right. had had left town. It was like a, I think the it was Rose 1980s. had taken over. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, there were a, a bunch of other gangs, but also what I liked it is it had a bunch of cameos. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, had yeah. Hobgoblin. It was just the, the the introduction to Hobgoblin. Right. Um, Jack Lantern's in it. I mean, he's part of one of the gangs. Hobgoblin's in part of the gang. Punisher's in there. Daredevil's in there. Yeah. Falcon's in there. I mean, but the series, like like you had said, Spider-Man is fighting these normal street thugs to try to clean up the area and make it good for them. Well, if you've ever read um, Spider-Man, and I left this off, but this is another one of my favorite stories, Spider-Man versus Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, did you ever read that? Yeah. Um, I may have it, in the day, but it's not. It, it took, I'm sure it's here. Yeah, 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 I'm sure you have it here yeah. somewhere, but it, it took place in Amazing Spider-Man, and the stories of, basically what happened is, so uh, Peter decides that he wants to walk away from being Spider-Man again, uh, and so uh, he, he, he agrees to a photo assignment um, to go to Germany, yeah. and he gets embroiled in this kind of spy espionage sort of uh, uh, thing going on that involves Wolverine, and he ends up fighting Wolverine. But what's interesting is in the story, Wolverine has this contact mm-hmm. who uh, is a regular person, so not super powered or anything like that. She's this uh, defective, this uh, CIA, uh, no, no, a KGB defector. Okay. 
and so everyone's hunting for her and so spider-man gets involved and wolverine's like stay out of it and so they're they're fighting and in a moment during the fight peter's disoriented and charlie that's the name of uh, wolverine's friend comes up behind she from top gun she's yeah <laughs> right um comes up behind spider-man and he's still disoriented and he turns around and he hits her, yeah. but he think he's thinking it's Wolverine. Right. So he's hitting her with the force that he would be hitting okay. Wolverine, and so it kills her. Ah, see. And it and it's so, and she did it on purpose yeah. because she knew that she wasn't going to make it out alive because everyone was hunting right. for her. But that shows that oh, he could he, he could holds easily. he yeah. holds back when he when he hits Absolutely. people. Um, okay, great. So uh, another favorite story uh, that, that I have is uh, this is an older comic, uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 229 to 230. Nothing can stop the Juggernaut. Mm -hmm. ever... I'm the Juggernaut. I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> you know who I am. Uh, he had not acquired that catchphrase yet that? by, by uh, that time uh, in in this. Like I said, great actor, perfect actor. They just destroyed with the costume. Love you, Vinnie Jones. Absolutely love you. You'd have been a great Juggernaut, but I want I want the gemstone Juggernaut though. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. so in in this story, so this is this is uh, written uh, by Roger. Ro no, no, no. This was actually this was before Straczynski. This oh, okay. was written by Roger Stern and drawn by John. Romita Jr. Oh yeah, and and so this pits Spider-Man against the Juggernaut, and it's just you know, it's so pitiful just to watch. I mean, as strong as Spider-Man is, he just cannot get, and he's never encountered the Juggernaut before. So it is really the story of like a man coming up and coming up against an irresistible force, and it's really great at just portraying like the character of of just he he will not give up. Like he doesn't get like I think he like at one point hits him with like a truck full of gasoline. Uh, uh, Was he, it supposed to be water? <laughs> yeah, very, very good, sir. Very good. Um, and uh, you know, he he ends up trapping him uh, by luring him to a uh, construction where they're, they're a building that's under construction, and uh, they have uh, the foundation had just been poured. So he's not able to stop the juggernaut, but he's able to delay him long enough. But he gets into the concrete, and he can't get any leverage to punch his way out. And yeah. it's just. One of my favorite stories. See, I thought you would do like the Beetlejuice, you know, the live girls and the Beetlejuice, and then Juggernaut looks and goes, eh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that would have made for a very interesting story. I, I would have read that. Um, we actually have a Spider-Man standing right here listening to our show, so I'm kind of curious what his favorite Spider-Man story is, if, if he has one. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you have one? Do you... He's, he's, thinking, he's, he's considering, he's mulling it over. <laughs> It was not Spider-Man Three. It was not Spider-Man Three. Okay. <laughs> I don't think any of ours. I don't think anyone's. Yeah, I don't think that was anyone's favorite Spider-Man story. No. I will say I did like the Civil War storyline. He's the only one with any common sense. I mean, the original Civil War story. Right, right, from, right. The, from the comic book. Okay. You guys are all on the same team. Why does no one get that? Yeah. It's the message. That's Spider-Man. Sure. Elementally. See, sure. And the sure. one thing that I loved about Spider-Man with that is he's the only one to look at it, realize, you know, the team that he was on. He looks, he goes, yeah, you guys aren't understanding what's going on. And he actually switched sides and to actually end up being with, with Cap and with the Rebels because he, you know, like I said, like you said, he, he looks at it and says, we're all on the same team here. We're all supposed to be working together, but these guys are still trying to, you know, eradicate us and get rid of us if we're not going to listen. I'll, I'll go one further. One of my favorite Captain America lines actually occurred in an amazing yeah. Spider-Man. The whole speech about... Um, you know, when the whole world decides... I'm going to butcher it, but I'm going to get as close as I can to it. When Even when the whole world decides that something that is wrong is suddenly right, it is your job to plant yourself like a tree by the river of truth. And when they tell you to move, you have to say, no, you move. And that's Captain America saying to, to Spider-Man, basically. And that's kind of the moment where I think he sort of wins. Realize well, they raise they're all over. superheroes. Yeah. And their yeah. feud is actually pretty petty in conjunction to the bigger picture. The movie Absolutely. touches that. Yeah, yeah. We were saying that speech actually is. There will done be a part two funeral and all that kind of, of civil stuff. war, so it's like they'll I'm sure fill that gap in. Okay. All right. So so civil war is your your favorite Spider-Man story. Um, did any of you read this one? This is um, this is a little more recent. This was in uh, the second volume of Spectacular Spider-Man issues one through five, and uh, it's really good because it's a Venom story. So so Gwen, you you might really <laughs> like this. Um, it is uh, so. It's called the Hunger, 
and so it was written by Paul Jenkins and it was drawn by Umberto Ramos. Mm. I don't know if any of you know Umberto Ramos's art style, but he has this very sort of loose, cartoony sort of style. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's more bubbly. It's not the. It, it's it's very stylized and cartoonish. Yeah, I know. And it really lends itself well to a character like Venom, that is essentially just a big blob. blob of and, goo. And, and it's, so it's. Uh, the um, so the story is about Spider-Man is kind of feeling guilty. Uh, <laughs> As I call him, Spider-Man, Mister Guilty. P pretty much every Mister Guilty. He's, he's good at that empathy to his actions. Yeah, yeah. But basically, every Spider-Man story begins at some point with him feeling guilty about about something, about something he did. Um, yeah. I forgot that I left the can of Coke and that in my cart, and that she didn't scan it. I, I should really go back and pay for that. I tipped my waitress ten percent. She was really good. I should have tipped her twenty percent. I don't have any money. I don't know. That's what you're talking about too. Stark dad. won't give me a payday loan. His 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 biggest arch nemesis is not. It's not Venom. It's it's poverty. That's his. That <laughs> yeah. is, or that has been. We haven't gotten into the kind of the new status well. quo. Is is a little different, but. Uh, so in this story, he's feeling he's kind of feeling remorse over something that had happened with Flash Thompson. Flash was at this point was kind of in a coma, um, and there is a rash of uh, attacks throughout New York City where people are being found in these bizarre comas and they have these puncture wounds on their spine, and it turns out that Venom is involved because the the costume right. uh, it's it's not Venom Eddie Brock and Venom it's it's just the suit Run is, is trying to is trying to find a new host uh, and it's you know this for me is probably one of my favorite Venom stories but uh, but one of my favorite uh, Spider-Man stories um, we talked about the Straczynski run um, so uh, you know uh, we're at about an hour, so I think this is a good place to end part one, and then we'll start up uh, part two in a minute. That'll work. So, all right, guys, so chill out, hang out. Next week, you're obviously going to get episode two. Part two, part two of Spider-Verse Day at uh, Viera Comics. So make sure that you check us out on SoundCloud. Make sure that you check us out on uh, YouTube. Make sure that you check us out on Facebook. Did I miss any? And the email. Oh, in the if email. You wish to contact I always us forget something. At justusnerdspc. Contact us at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. We wish we could stay, but we have got to get out of here and save some Gwens from falling off a bridge. Remember, take that blonde and toss her off a bridge. Take that blonde, toss her off a bridge. We'll, we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye. See ya.